This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Cat lovers, thanks for joining us. This is Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim. So I'm a veterinarian, and today's show is a bit of a departure for me because I like to focus on ways to keep cats happy and healthy. But today I kind of wanted to do something a little different, and I have the perfect guest with me to do just that and have some fun. Steve Dale has a resume that is so long, I can only highlight it here. He is a certified animal behavior consultant and the host of two nationally syndicated radio shows, Steve Dale's Pet World and The Pet Minute. He is also a special contributor at WGN Radio Chicago and program host of Steve Dale's Pet World. But he is an amazing columnist with outlets like the Chicago Tribune and Cat Fancy. So there is so much to say about Steve, but I really want to get to our topic today because for my purposes today, Steve is just really, really fun. And he has a finger on the pulse of cat owners everywhere. So today we're going to talk about cat owner confessions. For just a moment, we have to have a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get right back to Steve Dale and cat owner confessions. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's Veterinarian. After a traumatic experience at the veterinary office, have you ever thought to yourself, there has to be a better way? When your veterinarian is fear-free certified, you'll find your pet's vet visit is safer, more comfortable, and actually enjoyable. Your dog will go from shaking in the lobby to pulling you into the exam room with a wagon tail, and your cat will be purring inside the carrier. To find a certified fear-free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. I'm here with the famous and fun Steve Dale, and we're going to reveal and discuss cat owner confessions. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Well, it's great to be here. And you know what? I've, this is the first time I think ever that I've done a radio program with a host named Cat. So this is all good. Well, well, I really am named Cat, but it's been kind of fun to be Dr. Cat too. And first, I want to make sure that all of our listeners know how to add their own confessions to our list. I'm going to post this podcast on my public Facebook page, which is Catherine Prim DVM. And I want to encourage everyone to find it and add their own. 
So if you do a Google search of my name, which is K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-P-R-I-M-M, you can find me on Google, and there are all kinds of links to my social media and my website, which is drprim.com. So it is really, really fun to interact with animal lovers everywhere. So look me up and add your confessions. So Steve, you have a really, really cute cat, and I know that you hear from cat lovers everywhere. So let's talk about this. How many people do you think kiss their cats more than they kiss their spouse? <laughs> I don't know for sure. I think that we love to show our affection to our pets. Now, I do think that while cats don't kiss other cats like we kiss cats, they demonstrate their affection in other ways. I mean, they don't literally pick up other cats. They cannot physically do that and hug them and then give them kisses, 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 and then talk to them like we do. I think the cats do understand that they are recipients of love. So do you think people talk sweet to their cats more than they do other people? Because I always talk sweet to my cat, and I may not always be sweet to my husband. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the divorce rate among pet owners to cats is probably less than it is among people to people. I say that hesitantly, though, you know, because so many cats are given up. You know, and the reason why they are given up while well, they vary in a general sort of larger bucket, the number one reason are behavior issues, you know. So people do divorce their cats as well. Yeah, that, that is really sad. I have, have had some cool guests on here to talk about behavior problems in cats, and we can get back to that, certainly. So do you think you ever get mad at your cat? Sure, people do all the time. And my favorite stories are the kind, well, here's one that really just happened. I had a listener call into one of my radio shows and say, I am the best cat trainer that there is. And I said, really? And the listener said, yes. It took me a while. In fact, it took me 10 years. But this cat who walked into my life at the age of three or four or five, so the cat, I'm doing the math in my head, must now be 13, 14, or 15 years old. And the listener said, now, finally, I have taught my cat not to jump on the counter. And I said, really? What did you do? He said, well, it's the same thing I've always done, but finally, my cat is understood. So what I recommended was that this listener see the veterinarian and tell the veterinarian this story. But here's the deal. You must call me next week. I must talk to you next week. I want to hear what the outcome is. Well, the outcome is, they gave some, uh, the veterinarian gave some medication for pain, presuming this cat, 13, 14, 15, had arthritis. And the caller said, how do I keep my cat off the counter <laughs> again? Because now the cat was jumping back on the counter. The cat was arthritic. And that's why the cat was off the counter. It wasn't because he was such a good cat trainer. I'll tell you, though, cats are great people trainers. Yeah, that's for certain. I had someone on my Ask a Vet page post that they had gotten a new kitten and they wanted to know how to keep her from jumping on the counters. And so I went over the fact that cats really need vertical spaces. So you can't keep a cat from jumping. You might can keep a cat from jumping on your counter, but you can't keep a cat from climbing and jumping. You just have to provide appropriate places. So yeah, that's a great story about the cat that was not jumping on the counter because of pain. That's amazing. Yeah, I get those kind of things all the time. So Scott, what your initial question was though, Dr. Cat? <laughs> I just asked if you ever get mad at your cat. Oh yeah, well if I personally ever get mad, 
You know, not really. I'm trying to think of when that might have happened. Annoyed, maybe, when our cat was a little kitten and trying to go to sleep at night and the kitten just would snuggle with me in my ear and then I'd roll over to the other side and then in my other ear I'd hear the purring and then I'd roll over to the other side and then the other ear I'd hear this like sounded like a motorcycle it was so loud mildly annoyed now at being a senior citizen our cat will go to bed when I don't know eight o'clock and nine o'clock at night and just look at me and say come on when are you coming to bed or will try to lead me into the bedroom at around nine o'clock at night kind of push me in that direction just as she will continue to get up at seven o'clock and say, where's my food? But really mad? No, not really. I don't get mad at my cat either. In fact, he gets lots of leeway, more leeway than the humans in my household because he's just (laughs) being a cat, right? So my family is irritated because the cat gets so much leeway. So I talk to my cat and there is a funny thing that is going around on the internet, a little meme that says, what am I supposed to do when my cat talks to me and meows at me? Just ignore him. I totally talk to my cat. I even talk to my patients that have hearing loss. I can't help myself. I talk to my cat. I talk to all the cats. And so do you talk to your cat? Oh, sure. You know, uh, I talk to all our pets. I I think most people do. And what's Interesting is that sometimes people will tell their pets things they won't tell other people because they're not going to hear back what they don't want to hear because they trust because there is no one else to tell, you know. So in some cases, senior citizens in particular, but not necessarily seniors, their cat is what they have and they have no one else really to communicate to, which is kind of sad. But the good news is they have some being to communicate to and that is their cat and their cat is essentially keeping them going in some ways. Other people come from situations where they cannot trust, sadly, other people in the household. And for that reason, they talk to, for that, not only a cat, but whatever the pet, you know, the pet, they talk to their dog because their dog is not going to go back and tell someone else in the family. The cat is not going to say, but I disagree with you. So it's a very safe thing to talk to our pets. But I think it's also very comforting to us. And cats do enjoy the attention. So the combination of both those factors without any drama, without oh, because they don't trust anyone else in the house or because there may be an abusive spousal situation or because there is no one else to talk to. Sometimes and very often, we just talk to our pets because we feel good talking to our pets. Our pets love the attention and they show us that in their body language that they enjoy being spoken to. And we do, you know. So now I also think that our cats understand more than we give them credit for. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. In fact, in fact, my cat did our uh, income taxes recently. Awesome. Wow. Could he yeah. work on mine? <laughs> well, let's just say the way that uh, it works very well for me because I end up paying nothing and the government owes me. So I've got a cat that's totally on my side. Oh, that's, that is awesome. You've got to keep that cat on the front lines for you. Yeah, I think so. That's my scoop. So it's a cat owner confession about talking to cats, but I really don't think it's a confession. To me, there's just no other way. I talk to my cat all the time, and he would probably think it was weird if I didn't talk to him. So so what do you think about cats being jealous? My cat is jealous of my iPad. So when I sit down and have the iPad and I'm paying attention to it, the cat will insert himself between me and the iPad or whatever I'm working on. Does your cat ever do that? Oh, yes. You know, years ago, I would get, and I guess 
what I'm about to say just means I've been doing what I've been doing for a long time. But at the very beginning, for the first several years, I would get reader questions periodically. Readers of my newspaper column, when I wrote a newspaper column, and there were columns in something called a newspaper, I would get snail mail letters when people actually wrote letters to the columnist saying, I'm trying to read the Sunday paper, maybe even your column, and the cat's in my face on the newspaper. I even got one picture once of, like, you could barely see the man because there were, like, eight cats around him. You could see him trying to hold up, or somebody trying to hold up a newspaper, but you couldn't see a person, really. But all you could see were all these cats. And the cats really want to read the newspaper? What's going on? Then I would get the same, not letters, now emails about computer screens. My, I'm trying to type an email, and my cat won't let me. My cat's on the keyboard. Cat's on the keyboard is a big one. But now it's iPad, you know? So it's not about the iPad. It's not about the computer terminal or the computer screen. It's not about the newspaper, of course. It's about the cat wanting your attention when you're focusing attention to something else. Telephones are a big one. You know, I'm talking on the telephone when, again, I don't get these anymore because landlines aren't very common anymore, but I'm talking on the, te- and the cat would chew the wire, but only when I'm talking on the phone or pull at the wire of the phone. You know, remember when they had wires? So <laughs> common questions. And it's really not about the device, of course. It's about the cat saying, what, what? You're doing something else? It's, it's about me. Cats are control freaks, I believe, and cats are self-indulgent. And I don't think that's a bad thing or a good thing. It just kind of is. And Yes, the shorter answer to your question is, a study was done with dogs, um, and it's what dog owners have known all along. You know, you, if you have two dogs, you pet one, and the other comes in there and says, how about me? And the study was and determined, do dogs get jealous? And the answer is yes. As I say, dog owners have known that for centuries, really. And I think it's absolutely the same with cats. Now, cats communicate things differently than dogs, and we don't always pick up on what they're communicating. But we certainly pick up on it when you're typing on the computer and the cat comes along and literally moves your fingers or jumps on the uh, terminal and types its own email. You know, I got, I've gotten more than one email written by a cat. Well, I mean, your cat needs that computer because he's working on the taxes. Well, in my case, yes. Absolutely, yes. Well, I get a lot of interesting things also on my Ask a Vet column. And someone asked me, why does my cat lay on my keyboard? And so I wrote, not on paper, it was digital because I don't have much paper like you anymore, but all of the reasons that a cat might try to divert your attention from the keyboard. So that is another thing that cats definitely do. So have you seen the thing on the internet that has a skeleton and the cat is laying on the skeleton's lap and it says, what happens to me when my cat falls asleep on my lap? That no one wants to move when their cat is asleep on their lap. What do you think about that? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if our cat's sleeping in a certain spot next to us in bed, my wife won't get up because she doesn't want to disturb the cat. Well, that's what she's says anyway. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's no question that we, in many cases, our cats control our lives. And, you know, they're just in charge of things. And they like it that way. I think that they write each other emails about what they can do and how they can do it when we're not around. We're just not seeing those emails. 
Yeah, the cats communicate in a way that we, that's just above us, I think. I think, well, actually, you know, seriously, I think that we're really good for a variety of reasons and understanding what dogs are trying to tell us. I think we're even longtime cat owners who have had cats their entire lives aren't always great at understanding what cats are trying to tell us. Just this morning, I opened up an email from a listener. I said, you've got to send me a video of this, you know, from your phone. Her cat walks around the house, she says, wagging its tail like a dog. You know, so she had no idea and just curious what her cat is trying to tell her. You know, whether it's happy, excited, whether this means I'm not happy. She just didn't know. And she's had cats her entire life, you know. I think cats, to some extent, remain a mystery. And that's part of the allure. Oh, I would love it if our listeners would post videos. I would love to see that video of the cat wagging its tail and see if you and I could come up with a reason or an explanation for that. I would love to see that. Well, next time I see you, you know, we'll both look at it. You know, it's not a very good, I've got to email her back, frankly, and say, send me, the video's three seconds long. So you really, literally three seconds, can't see much. It's like half a wag. So you can't see any. So I need to send her a note back and say, can you try sending me another video that's just a little longer? I just yeah, I think we need to keep it short because otherwise, otherwise you can't send it. But it's got to be more than like two and a half seconds. Yeah, you need more than one wag, probably. More than a half a wag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about people letting their cat be kind of the boss of things? I have to confess that I really do not make my cat do much of anything that he doesn't want to do. And I just sort of allow him to be the boss of things. I'm lucky that he lets me live here. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that if you have a pet cat, you don't have a choice. I mean, cats, uh, to be happy. I think need to feel comfortable because ethologically they're predator and prey. So they have to feel comfortable like they're not going to be eaten. Now, listen, I'm not suggesting the cats that don't feel comfortable wake up in the morning thinking I may be attacked. I'm not suggesting that's the case, but I do think that they need to feel comfortable in their own surroundings. I think that in ways more so maybe than dogs or than people do, they really are happier when they're in control. But in a way, you say you let your cats be in control. I think you have no choice. I don't think I have a choice. I think if you have a pet cat, they are going to be in control of things. And when you have two cats not getting along, lots of explanations for that, lots of reasons for that that we can talk about. But if you want to generalize, it's because at least one of those cats doesn't feel comfortable. They have to feel confident and comfortable that they know what's going to happen and it's in their control to make it happen in some way. So one of my biggest Ask a Vet questions, a bunch of people read this article. It was, why does my cat follow me to the bathroom? And we ended up making a video of that because it was so much fun to talk about all the reasons that cats might follow pet owners to the bathroom. So can you weigh in on why you think cats follow their owners to the bathroom? <laughs> well, our cats want, I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Cat, you got me on that one, really. I mean, our cats do, our cats want to be with us, you know. So a cat that follows its person anywhere is going to follow their person anywhere, including the bathroom. That's one thing. Other thing is when we go to the bathroom, we tend to close the door. Yeah. And you say to a cat, you can't do it. The cat wants to do it. So now you've closed the door. It's just like cats don't want to go into every room we want to go into necessarily, 
but the room we closed the door to, the room you cannot get at, now that's the room the cat is curious about. So I, I think that that may be part of it as well. And it makes me think of two things. It makes me think about you're getting the baby room already because congratulations, you've got a little one coming, not a cat or kitten, but a human being on the way. And so many people, as they're painting the room and making it look, you know, they've got the bassinet in there and their grandma's coming over with these four million toys to put in there for the baby. And oftentimes people close off that room to the existing pets in the household. And if you, in my opinion, close off that room to the existing pets from day one, they're just going to be, in some cases anyway, more curious about getting in there for a couple of reasons. First of all, you're in there and the door is closed and they're on the other side of that door and they're not accustomed to that. And they also just being curious creatures want to know what's going on in there. So that's one thing. And then the other is, you know, cats who run out the front door all the time. And one reason why they do it, I would suggest, is not because they know there's a great outdoors outdoors necessarily, though for some cats that is the case, cats that have been outdoors before and they want to get back outside. But for other cats, they'll run out the door and they'll like run back in because they're terrified because now they've got all these smells that they've never smelled before. The, the touch of grass or concrete that they don't really, what's that? And they bolt back in the house. It's just the idea, though, that they want to be on the other side of that closed door. And getting back to the bathroom, it's the same thing. It's, they want to be where they are curious about being because they've not been. It's just like a, a cat who wants to walk into a closet. You know, it happens every day, right, to people. You know, why does the cat want to go in there? There's nothing in there for the cat. It's because it's a closed door and they want to see what's on the other side of it. And they're just simply curious, I think. Well, that's exactly what I'm glad I was right, because my theory was cats are kind of contrarian. If you want to close it, they want to see what's on the other side. Yeah. So I, that was kind of the point that I made. Now, we've talked a little bit, had a little bit of fun about cat owner confessions and quirky cat things. But I know that you have some special causes and things that you wanted to highlight today things that are designed to help cats with their health. Can you talk to me a little bit about when feline? Oh my gosh, I am so glad you asked. So as a veterinarian, what is the worst thing that you can tell someone with a dog or a cat? You know, it's, it's probably that that animal has an illness that you can do nothing about. But to me, I would suggest it might be telling someone who has a kitten that their kitten has something called feline infectious peritonitis or FIP. It's horrible. And I hate that disease. I hate yeah. that disease. Well, I'll let you talk about it for a second. So am I right in guessing that this is one of the most horrible things that you can communicate to a cat owner or any pet owner? You know, it is. And the reason that it is, is because of the helplessness. Because yeah. here are these excited kitten owners and maybe they've waited for a long time to get this kitten and I just have to say you know what you've got a young kitten with all this future ahead and there is nothing I can do that you're right that is the worst and I unfortunately have had to make that statement many more times than I wish yeah so well FIP or feline infectious peritonitis is somewhat common and we now know that because the studies have been done. It's not common enough, happily, where cat owners in general know about it. Cat breeders know about it. 
and those unlucky enough to have had FIP before in their life know about it, or maybe have had a friend or someone. But you're telling, right, someone who has a kitten, because it most often can happen to a cat at any age, but most often by far happens to kittens. So now you're telling someone who, right, waited forever for that kitten, or maybe is gotten a kitten now because their older cat passed away and they're kind of still in mourning. And you're telling that person, oh, by the way, this kitten has a disease I can do nothing about. It'll be a horrible death unless we euthanize sooner than later to some extent. And also, in the case of one of the forms of this disease, you might not even be sure immediately. It might be, I think this cat has FIP. I mean, it's just horrible. So here's good news that after decades of first trying to understand the disease, the veterinarian that, in fact, as it turns out, first identified FIP, legendary veterinarian Niels Peterson from UC Davis, now semi-retired, has finally found a drug therapy that may work. So in a clinical trial, and we've got more trials to go here, but in the first clinical trial, these cats are living, or at least some of them, and the ones he predicted would live are living. That's amazing. Yay. And the drug being, yeah, it's called, now the drug being used as an antiviral drug. And you may think, well, why didn't we use those earlier? Well, it's because these weren't around earlier. They came about to help treat people with hepatitis C or HIV AIDS. And it's the same, exact same category of drug that help people with this with either of those two diseases that is going to be used to help kittens who have at least one of the two forms of FIP. And that's what the hope is. That's what's happened so far. And he is going to make the official announcement and go into far more detail than you and I have time for on the radio here at the Wynn Feline Foundation Symposium at the end of June in Chicago at a hotel downtown. It's the annual Wind Feline Foundation Symposium is held at a different city every year around the country. This is, I think, the 40th symposium. This is open to veterinary professionals for CE. So technicians and veterinarians will be there getting CE. But it's also open to cat breeders and just general cat lovers or anybody who wants to learn more about, in this case, FIP and cats. So it's open to anyone and everyone. The Wynn Feline Foundation is about 50 years old. The Wynn Feline Foundation supports funding for cat health studies. So I assume if you are listening to this, you have a cat or have had cats. And I will tell you pretty much everything that we know about cats that Dr. Cat that you treat cats for was at one time funded by the Wynn Feline Foundation. From what we feed our cats, which at one time did not have enough of an amino acid called taurine, the cats cannot produce on their own, and there wasn't enough of it in cat food. And the Wind Feline Foundation supported those studies to demonstrate that was the case. And I guess today you hardly see any dilated cardiomyopathy in cats as a result of the studies Wind did years ago. Far more recently is what I describe about FIP. Far more recently, diabetic cats are some might say an epidemic because it's related to overweight and obese cats, which is, some might say, an epidemic in cats in America. But can these cats actually go into remission? It was thought to be true, but, wasn't, but finally it was proven 
by Deb Greco at Colorado State University, a study funded by the Wind-Feline Foundation. And in fact, if I had the time from vaccines you give cats to the way in which we help cats so they don't get, we hope, pan Luke at animal shelters. I mean, the list goes on forever. And these studies were all funded by the great Wooden Feline Foundation. Well, I am so excited about the FIP treatment that will impact me on a, a regular basis. So that is... Eventually. 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 But yeah. there's hope. And yeah. That's the best hope we've had in a while. So oh, I forever. Guess, yeah. Yeah, forever. I guess we're about out of time. So No! Uh, I know, I know. But I certainly want to thank Steve Dale for joining us on Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. And also, thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to look us up on social media and share your cat owner confessions. I hope that you all have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.